I'm Danny Kelly, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show, and from now until the draft, we are turning our feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show to talk all things draft with me, Danny Heifetz, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. Check us out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and search the Ringer NFL Draft Show. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, we're going to open the show up with a game our guest fell through, and so we have nothing to talk about, so get excited. Oh, I have plenty to talk about. Stop it right there. I walked into it. You were literally ready to give up on life, but now you're ready to go. It's okay. Here's a question. Can I just share with the people how you walk into the office every single time? Sure. Make some noise walking in. That's I do a that. Burp. Hang on, you That's get the order wrong. Burp. I burp as soon as I open the door. I do that. The loudest burp it's a you've belch. ever heard. It's a belch. It, well, yes, that's fair. That definition. Would I be do belch. that before I say a word, so you know it's me. In case there was an intruder coming in. All right, here's the game. I bought something today. I did not think at this point in my life I would ever have to buy. Went ahead and bought. Hey, guess what? We have a guest joining us. <laughs> Don't care. At eleven thirty. Bought- He's also, he's an upper class guy. He's not going to know how much this costs either because he doesn't do what I guarantee. Okay. I'm going to ask you though. My father, very adamant about cutting the grass like every day. He just, he's out there with scissors. I don't oh, know. He's ridiculous. one of those guys. Did he ever have a lawn like at his last always. place? We always had grass. No, always no, no. I mean like where he lived before in New Hampshire. The one right before, no, but before that always. Okay. So a push lawnmower, gas powered, regular push mower. Yep. I got the cheapest one possible. Brand new though. In, in the box, brand new from Lowe's. How much do you think this cost? Man, I I feel like they're cheap. Like I thought there was like, okay, I'm going to go high. I'm going to say $120. 250 plus tax. You're a liar. Yep. 250. Is it like one of those like where it has the wheels that no. move itself? No, 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 no. You literally just push the stupid thing. We are living in times that make no sense. I, I had no idea. But here's the thing. You could have told me. Inflation didn't double prices. That's insane. You could have told me it was going to be 650 And I would have like, okay. okay. Are I, we out of touch though? Like, do you think people yeah. are just like, What do I oh. know about cutting? I haven't cut a grass in, actually. You cut a grass? I haven't cut grass in, oh man, I don't even know, actually. I, I swore to myself, no matter what I did as an adult, I could be working at a convenience store. I would not cut grass. I would always have money on the side. To pay someone to put my to cut my yard. Yeah, you're, you're happy I hated to pay that for your as a job. I <laughs> go to a gym, bro. I am working out. I am okay. so physically fit, other than the fat on my body. <laughs> but 
I would say that that is one of the least thing, the things I hate the most about I was uh, adulthood. Taken aback by the price, but anyways, Papa Gio is now going to be happy. Also, Papa Gio is going to be sorting cards these days, no. looking for a little side work. I was like, hey, no. I was like, I have happy to keep you busy and good timing, which leads into here. See this connection here? Good yeah. timing of that. What do you because gonna, Bowman twenty twenty three is coming out Wednesday, which is what we're going to talk about to start the show. Oh, cool. I need the old man ready to go and sorting so you can start sorting these cases for me. Who cares? Let's just skip to the Lorcana talk. That's what I'm here for. Do you want to open with that? Guys, actually? we're going to talk. No, because it's actually uh, people care about it. I'm not just going to skip over it. it, but you will be shutting your mouth while I'm talking about it. How many people commented? At least one. That's a fact. Wow. One people. One guy on Facebook. Do not speak over me. Or cut my segment about Disney short people want to know about All right, it. So let's talk Bowman first because it is huge. All right. Comes out Wednesday. I had Jesse do a price comparison on, tw- so 23 obviously releases Wednesday. It comes in Bowman, uh, it comes in Hobby and Jumbo boxes. So for 2023, uh, the Hobby right now are 275 a box. Jumbo are like 550-ish. So just about twice the price. Uh, again, for guys who don't know, Hobby is a 12 box case. Okay. One auto per box. They are the same checklist, just different configurations. Jumbo are eight box cases, and you get three autos per. So you get 12 autos in a full case of Hobby, 24 autos in a full case of Jumbo. This is, I did not pull up case <laughs> prices. I pulled up box That's prices. That's fine. Yeah, okay. I just gave you the box prices. Okay. So just to put in comparison to other years, 2023 Hobby, we're going to go just with Hobby boxes, keep it apples okay. to apples. So 275 this year. 2022, where the headliner was clearly Ellie De La Cruz. There's some other good players there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colson Montgomery, I believe, has his go. first. If you need to see key players, they oh, also own there. there. J-Rod. Well, but that's, yeah, see, that's not prospects. That's that's the issue there. So that's oh, not relevant. just talking about prospects. Okay. That's a good point, though. For guys who are not well-versed in Bowman, in Bowman products, right? Uh-huh. Like, for example, if you were to look at 2022 Bowman, the key players here, Wander Franco's a key rookie, Torkelson, J-Rod, none of that really matters. You are looking for the first, the guys who have that the signal of first on huh. their card. First prospect cards, those are what sell for the most. So in 2022, Ellie Dela Cruz first yeah. is the chase card. I believe James Wood was the chase, Colson Montgomery. You are chasing the first prospects. That is the money in those boxes. Which makes perfect sense. That's how I've always known to chase Bowman is look for the first. But these guys are just kind of throw-ins. So I'm curious why that's not more, I guess. Why that isn't advertised when we go and look for stuff. It it really is, though. Like, if you talk to guys about Bowman, like, for example, 2020 Bowman. Well, I mean, talking to guys, but I mean, like, going to a product page to buy a product and not seeing, like, these are the first. That's what's funny. It usually is. This is kind of weird to me. It's not on this page. Okay. But anyways, 2022 is $230 a box. I think 2022 is a very average year. Ellie's a stud. There's some other second-tier guys. It's fine. I think the price is kind of appropriate. It's okay. cheaper. I think this year we're going to get into this checklist a little bit more specific. And also we're going to talk very specific on Monday uh, right before the release. But just to kind of wet the appetite, W-H-E-T. That's the word I just used there. I don't Wet, not W-E-T. I'm not talking about a moisture level. I don't care for Wetting either of the them. Wetting the appetite. Don't stop with the wet talk. So 2022, decent year. There's your, there's your price. Give me... T- Okay, good. I was under the impression there was a game involved. Are you going to be guessing? Do you want to guess? Do I want to no, guess? The game was the lawnmower. The game's done. That, oh, that was the pricing. Guess. That was the game. 2021, though. Pull that up. 2021. 139 a box. Little cheaper. This makes sense to me because if you ask me right now, who is the key first prospect in 2021? Mm-hmm. I literally could not come up with it. I, really? I don't even have a guess, which is sad. Which, again, though, reflects the price. Now, if you were to look, though, 
Look at the key rookies. Here you go. Look at the key. First Bowman cards. Emmanuel Rodriguez, Angel Martinez, Kobe Mayo, Blaze Jordan. I mean, Blaze is okay for the Sox, sure. I don't really know any of these Nick other Gonzalez, names, honestly. Okay, so here's the problem. Nick Gonzalez came up with the Pirates. He was supposed to be big. He didn't. Austin Martin with the Blue Jays. Again, I think he was a number two or three pick. Got traded, never panned out. Uh, Adel Amador is the kid for the Rockies. Mick Abel was the Phillies guy. These, this is literally just a product of guys who never panned out. Now, they're all young okay. still, so I'm not saying 2021 is bad. But again, to put in perspective, this is half the price of 2023 appropriately priced. So we talked about uh, going back to a little more explanation on the product. So hang maybe on, hang on. If I could, can you just please. give me the last one so we can do the oh, last price yeah, and then yeah, yeah. dig into it? Sure. Yeah. I don't want to get too off track. So 2020 Bowman Hobby Box. Yep. So you, yeah, there you go. 500. That's a, that's a steep jump. Absolutely loaded checklist. Anthony Volpe, who is on fire right now, first for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Jason Dominguez, the Martian. You've heard of him. First for the Yankees. Jeremy Pena. Bobby Monst, Witt. Bobby Witt. Uh, there's actually a few other guys in there as well, but four go. headlining firsts. Right here. Volpe. Miguel Vargas. Vargas is the Dodgers kid. He's kind of slacked, slacked off a little. Perea is another kid for the Yankees. Tariq Screwball. Not how you say his name, but I always say because he's a pitcher and a screwball is a pitch. He actually sells okay for a pitcher for the Tigers. Okay. Joe Ryan, pretty good pitcher uh, for the Twins. Jacob Amaya, I'm going to be honest, I don't know. Xavier Edwards is, is a solid hitter for the Padres, although he may have been traded in the Soto trade. I don't remember, but a solid prospect. Okay. Duran for the Sox, again, solid. He's been underwhelming. But four crazy headliners. I bring up all of this to say, so just again to review the pricing, 23, which yeah. releases next week, 275. 22, which is really Ellie and then everybody else was 240 or 230, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or 225, maybe. 21, which has been totally underwhelming, is 140. And then that monster, monster class is 500. I think at 275, this product probably goes up a little bit more before it goes down. I think based on the checklist, which we're going to talk about in a minute, yeah. 2023 Bowman is probably going to be in the three to $350 box range on Hobby, which would put Jumbo's... Uh, I don't know, six to 700 bucks. I don't know what the correlation is right off the top of my head. I just, I bring that up to say, I think based on the, there's a couple factors, hitters, mm-hmm. age, and teams. Okay. I And the amount of hobby buzz already with the first who are coming out next Wednesday in this product. I actually think this one, which we have not seen recently, mm-hmm. I think this product is going to come out and be cheaper than we're going to see it a week after release. I think it's going to go up and say, down. Yeah, it seems like it, this, if, if what we're what you're saying is true, it doesn't seem like 275 would be this the holding point. It seems like that's going to be probably the lowest you could get in, which means maybe you buy now. I, I assume. I do. Right? I, I think, and you can probably get it even that would be a little your cheaper than that. I think though, this is going to be a good product. Okay. I don't think it goes anywhere near 2020. Like that is okay. a crazy perfect storm. Jason Dominguez is out of this world. But just you had another point too. Did you? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we uh, give and take, see what's happening here. The fact that you even thought about me. You're welcome. It means a lot, bud. Um, my question is, so right, moving <laughs> in the world of sports knowledge from sports boy, it goes football, basketball, baseball, baseball being my least knowledgeable. The product itself is all, it also falls in line with product key rookies and key players is what, uh, one of the sheets we're looking at, uh, has it distinguished between key rookies, key players. Sure. What's the difference? What do I like? I guess when I'm looking through a product, I know I'm looking for the first, right? But then what else am I looking for in this product? Okay, so that's actually a fair point. That's a, that's a Yeah, that's like a kind of a novice, like, hey, I'm looking to get into Bowman. Yes. First and foremost, far and away, 
you are chasing the first. Okay. Way after that. So other things, which actually, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you can look up the checklist okay. um, for 2023. So rookies would be guys who are no longer prospects, obviously. They are now in the league. They've made their rookie debut. They will have the RC logo, the rookie card logo on the card. Okay. They will also sell well. They're not going to sell anywhere near like their first, but they will sell well. So a good example, Wander Franco, you've heard of him. Sure. 2019 Bowman, which by the way, I'd like to know how much those boxes are. That's Wander and J-Rod first together. Ooh. You want to look those up when you get a second? I'm going to say they're like a thousand. I'm pulling up right now. Um, they had their first in 2019. Their rookie autos, I believe, were in 2022 Bowman Chrome. Gotcha. So first, okay. Monster Money. Their rookie probably sells 20 to 30% of the first, if I had to guess. Oh, okay. So, yeah, hierarchy, so, you're looking for first out of first, 2023. I'd be curious, though, if you pull up that same sheet with rookies after you do this, I'd be interested to see who the key rookies are in 2023, because I actually just focused on... Uh, okay, here's 2019. Give me that yeah. one wasn't even available there. Let's see. By the way, 2019 key rookies, like you had Vlad was a rookie. Eloy yeah. had a rookie auto. But your prospect list, oh wow. I'm actually surprised. It's only 650, which is a ton of money for a hobby box. Sure. But it is Wander's first, J-Rod's first, Ronnie Mauricio, Marco Luciano. I guarantee I'm forgetting a bunch of others, but it is a ridiculously loaded class. Okay. So um, um so if you would. Rookie right, checklist? Yep, rookie checklist for 2023. Because that's kind of your second. So there's basically three things you're looking for. Again, we've said the first the f- first and foremost. Second prospect cards are also valuable. Nowhere near like the first. But Jackson Holiday, for example, was a first in 2022 Bowman draft. That was the product we could go and you could get his first autograph. It has the first insignia. Sells out of control. I have not looked. I'm checking it right now. Generally, those guys will also have autos yeah, like for example, if you were to look at the Orioles in 2023, Jackson Holiday auto, that is his second prospect auto. Based right. off the little bit of, not hang on, not that. You're fine. Take your time. Based off the little bit of research I did off of uh, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. a second prospect auto. So again, Jackson Holiday first, okay. 2022 Chrome. His second will be in 2023 Bowman. This product. Yep sells for about 20% of the first. Still a good card, though. Like, you okay. hit a gold Jackson Holiday auto, it's still worth it. Sure. That's kind of your second tier hit in this, second okay. prospects. Rookies are probably about on par with that. So depending on who the rookies are, um, actually, here's a good one for you. Actually, it's interesting. The Orioles, I don't think, have a top 10, 15 prospect, first prospect. Sure. But Jackson Holiday second prospect auto, and Adley Rauschman is a chrome auto, as is Gunnar Henderson. Those are their rookie autos. Interesting. The okay. Orioles are quietly a very, very good say, team. I was going to say, so that product. one you could probably get a little cheaper and maybe still get something. Um, it's definitely possible. All right, so now, this is another thing that makes this product to me have some potential upside. First are great. The second prospect autos of all those guys from 2022 draft is actually very good. Because mm-hmm. like Zach Nito is a guy who has oh. autos in this, second prospect. His stuff's selling through the roof right now. Yeah. So this, the prospect list we're going to get into. But the second prospect, very good. Even the rookie list, though. So these are rookie autos. They'll have the RC logo. Adley Rauschman, monster. Brett Beatty, very good. Corbin Carroll, people are absolutely in love with. Francisco Alvarez. By the way, this is also another interesting team. Uh, We'll get into the Mets prospect list in a minute. Mm -hmm. But the Mets have two of the top, I don't know, I'd call it six rookies on here with rookie autos. Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty. 
makes the team interesting. Okay. Gunnar Henderson, absolute star. Josh Jung for the Rangers, very good prospect. Michael Harris, stud. Gorman, people love. Uh, Riley Green, and then even Tristan Cassis, Shea Langoliers. So again, you kind of put that in the back. Hey, maybe it's not the greatest first checklist, yep. which we're going to talk about, but everything else in this product to me is very, very good. Interesting. Okay. So now it's good do, to know. So now I do want to talk about the first. Again, we'll break this down in much more detail on Monday, mm-hmm. but just to kind of give a, a, a bit of a breakdown, Drew Jones, outfielder for the Diamondbacks, Andrew Jones' son. This kid has been a hobby darling forever. His first auto, which this is, has been anticipated for a while. Oh, He's 19 years old. He's got some power with the bat. Not great, but some power with the bat. He is going to be the highest selling guy here. I think he's going to sell very, very well. Oh, really? Absolutely. Like, no question. Okay. Cam Collier for the Reds, same thing. Uh, this one thing I'm looking at, this one report, which I, uh, prospects1500.com. I referenced this off a couple different, but this guy I thought said it very well. <clears throat> Cam Collier, sky high power ceiling. Almost every reference I read about Cam Collier talked about his power potential. Mm-hmm. He's an 18-year-old kid with a wicked bat. That's the type of guy people go, cool. Like, let's get the, he yeah. is going to sell through through this, like, like crazy, I think. Okay, cool. The next kid I'm going to totally butcher. Um, he's a Mariners. He's the number two ranked international prospect. Felnin Celestine. Couldn't be more right. 17-year-old, yep. again, just superstar prospect from the Dominican Republic. He's going to sell out of this world. Like, you've got some real top-end power. Um, Spencer Jones for the Yankees. And this is why I brought up age, power, and team. Yeah. I don't know how great Spencer Jones is going to be. I think he's going to be a good player, good prospect. He's top five on everybody's list for hobby. I was going to say, is he on, would you say he's in the top five on that list for, from um, Aram? I don't know. I didn't check. I didn't check. So in terms of hobby value though, Mm -hmm. he's an outfielder with a little bit of power and he plays for the Yankees. He's going to sell like last year, Trey Sweeney did this and Trey Sweeney was very, in in my opinion, for a hobby prospect, very average. This kid might be great on the field in terms of hobby value. If he played for another team, I don't think he'd be top 20. But he plays for the Yankees. The kid is going to sell. Because of the pinstripes. Okay. No question. Um, the other kid who's kind of weird, and this is the one who I think has a position working against him, Ethan Salas, the catcher for the Padres. Catchers traditionally don't sell as well as other position players, mm-hmm. although Adley Rauschman sells through the roof. Francisco Alvarez. There are some examples, like exceptions to that rule now. Okay. Where I don't know that it's really a rule anymore. He's also crazy, crazy young. I think he's like 17. Oh, he might even wow. be, I think he's 17 or 18. He's a child. He might even be 16. Like he, a kid, again, that's the type of player people get excited about. They chase early. Mm-hmm. He, to me, though, is the first guy on the list that if you hit, I think there's going to be a lot of buzz around him. I'm selling immediately because he's going to be years away. Point being, though, you've got some real top end talent here. We already talked about second prospects. I think it's an A list. Yep. Rookie checklist with autos is an A. I think the prospect list here is a, B plus range. Like, I think this is a very, very good product hobby wise. Again, I I do want to preface one thing. I don't know anything about any of these players on the field and I don't care. Sure. Yeah. The hobby value is based around hype and what we're expecting them to do in the market. Now that is solely what I'm focusing on, by the way, what are you thinking as far as most expensive teams go? I think the diamondbacks are going to be crazy expensive because they also got this De La Santos kid. Uh, Same thing. A lot of power. He's like top 20 on almost everybody's sales lists. By the way, too, a great reference for this. I checked it up, but it actually hasn't closed yet. Mm-hmm. On blowout forums, yeah. if you look, they do. That's just the oh, yeah. sheet I sent you. They do a 20 hobby case break. 
It's a player auction. You go in and pick the player oh, you want to buy yeah. and you auction. And this has days left, so the pricing is very incomplete. But once that's complete, to me, that is the most comprehensive list that you should reference when when buying into PYT breaks. But you could probably use this right now. Here's the issue. For you, an idea, right? You can't, though. Drew Jones is $600. Cam Collier is $2,500. Drew Jones say, is going to outsell Cam Collier. Cam Collier is by far the, far and away the highest. Yeah, Wait, Drew Jones isn't even is top this? 20. I don't even remember saying this thing. Jo- Joshu DePaulo? I can see if I even know who he is. Jesu? I may not. $1,200 for him right now. Yeah, but again, Drew Jones isn't okay. even on the list yet. So it's it's very incomplete. I got you. Um, but you've got a couple of these teams who have multiple players. Like the Marlins have the number one pitching prospect, Yuri Perez. They also have a guy named Jacob Berry, who was the sixth pick in the draft. So like they've got some players there. Obviously, the Diamondbacks just with with Drew is going to be expensive. This De La Santos third baseman as well. He's going to sell obviously very high for them. The Mariners have, I think what most people say is the number three guy. And then they also have Gabriel Gonzalez, uh, a kid with, you know, with some potential. So, sorry, you raised your fist. I got nervous. <laughs> um, my overall point though, and I always want to make this, when it comes to Bowman, you will see a million different prices everywhere you go, right? I think this is one of the, this, this product in particular, all Bowmans, Bowman, Bowman, Chrome, Bowman draft. Mm-hmm. You have to do some research. Like that's yeah, that's my thought has always been more than any I, other product. I can't just walk into Bowman. Like I need Correct. to know what I'm going in. Monday, for. we will do more comprehensive research, individual teams, individual players. Today was just to say, I actually think this product is coming out a little bit underpriced because of the talent on all three levels. First prospect, second prospect and rookie cards. I think it's going to sell really well. I think guys are going to be excited to rip it. Awesome. Thank Comes you. out next Wednesday. Uh, we're going to start running PYTs on the app Card Shop Live under Sports Cards Nonsense uh, Shop. We'll have them. I'm probably going to start posting up PYTs and random breaks this week. Like This That's... is one you want to pre-fill, pre-fill a bunch. And then yeah. on Wednesday, you don't speak to your family. <laughs> you just rip all day and go nuts. So we've okay. got a ton of cases. We're going to rip like crazy. We're also going to do something a little bit different on Wednesday morning when it releases. Mm-hmm. I told Tim, like, I want him live like just 7 a.m. Personal boxes. We're oh, going right. to like blow out some boxes. Oh, just have cool. fun with it. So I want a box. Can I buy one? $700. That seems because we just, the price doesn't seem right. Um, we well, do have a guest coming ex- up. You're paying for the experience. Uh, I'll, what is it without the experience? Six twenty-five. <laughs> experience is not a whole lot. Experience doesn't mean much. Uh, we do have a guest joining us here in just a moment. Before um, we get to that, can I ask you, what is this? You haven't told me yet. What is the smell in the office? It smells like, I told you it smelled slightly like burnt rubber and coffee. What is it? You've not told me. Can Before I answer the question, Tell the, the listeners at home, what is what is it that you enjoy as far as like foods go? Like, I like my mother's cooking better than anything on the planet. That's true. My mom's meatballs, my favorite dish of all time. Meats, carbs, pasta things. You're not a big, uh, you know, I guess you, you, you're a meat and potatoes, would you say? I love salad. You know that. I actually eat more salad than most people. I like salads. What, what's in your salads? I don't like kale. I'm a lettuce man. Okay. I don't eat that rubbish. Fair. Iceberg. What, You'll go a little romaine. Okay. I, my question is, I'm asking this question because you were once known as a man who complimented his wife at how bland her cooking was that day. One you dish said, was terrible. I was like, you know what, honey? This is very bland and watery. I kind of like it. This is so good. She you- was offended and also happy I was <laughs> stuffing down the rest. Um, so the, that's, that's, I just need to make that clear to the listener. The smell you're smelling is chicken broth. Not no. dirt or coffee. Never said it's dirt. A, it's a chicken uh, chicken broth. It's a supplement you can drink. It's good for protein and things like that. It's delicious. Uh, 
Do you have a problem with that, Mike? Watching you, you sip that out of a cup makes me want to vomit. <laughs> hey, one other food note that we can move on. We did tailgate pizza in Hendersonville yesterday. Oh. We've been to the one in East Nashville. Uh-huh. Phenomenal. If anybody Is it really from- pricey? That was that was my whole thing. It's like I feel like Ooh. the pizzas were like 25 bucks. We got a large, it was 30 bucks. That's my only thing. Let like, me say this right. for a pizza. Here was the other thing. Can it that be was that great. good? By the way, if anybody from Hendersonville is listening, tell Tailgate. We want them on the podcast. I want free pizza. <laughs> I walked into this place yesterday. I'm sorry we're getting off track here. Yeah. Well, we we just dove into Bowman. Shut up, people. What you, you got doing? what you wanted. Get out of here. We're gonna talk NBA in a second. Uh with Tyler. I walked in yesterday to pick up the pizza. I kid you not, it was like a scene out of a movie. People who work there, super friendly. All yeah. the all the patrons, like it, it's a super clean place. It's brand new, loved it. The food was awesome, everything great, whatever. There's one guy at the bar though drinking. It's like four thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my dad, so it was I, nice. Dude, I was I was like, he's but not my gonna dad, say it. He wouldn't it, say but it. But if it was my dad, he yeah. would have been like friendly, yeah. sitting there normal. There would have been a lot more people around him for sure. You've seen him take over a room. I know what he does. One guy at the bar, biker, all leathers, mm. sunglasses on. Uh, this will be the one guy in Hendersonville listening. Sunglasses <laughs> on for no reason. He, did he have red hair? No, dark hair. Okay. All right, keep and going. And just like this wiry frame, like he's had a hard life. Mm-hmm. Just like eyeball and like everything happening. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to be honest, dude. I'm not a violent person. Dude, why did your first thought have to go to violence? Well, because he looked like he was trying to intimidate people. <laughs> but I was like, I know like you're a biker and there's like oh some aura around that. But I was like, you, like I curl your body weight. He's probably the friendliest man in the world. I could fold this man up and put him in a pizza box. He wears leather because it's a protective probably device a great, while, while driving a motorcycle. A and you're guy. over there. Helmet awareness, probably. <sighs> I just, I walked out and I was literally like laughing and hands like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. This biker there just looked so funny. And Doesn't matter. Like, Why is my husband so angry all the time? She has that a lot. Little she Teddy also said, no is going to be the sweetest little boy. She did also say, no, no violent talk, no tough talk around the kid. <laughs> no we want to raise talk. a real coward. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. All right, folks, we are back with our guests. Thank you so much. Mr. Tyler Tarver is joining us from the internet. Uh, Tyler, tell us a little bit about what you do on the interweb so people can uh, know why you're here today. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. Sports cars nonsense. Um, I just, you know, long-term listener, first-time caller. My name's Tyler Tarver. I do a lot of social media stuff. Education is my main thing, but then I started collecting sports cards a few years ago. So now I got a bunch of sports cards accounts and I post way too many videos. I love your, I love your videos, by the, by the way. way. People You're always pulling in the kids. That's I was, really fun. I was pretty irritated with him. He was a little bit more popular than I was at the Nashville show. Somebody walked up to get a picture and like, Hey, can I get a picture? And just naturally, cause just a lot of people came into the booth. Yeah. Well, you, it was week you were sick. You weren't yep. there. I was like, oh, yeah. I turned around and be like, oh, yeah. And literally just walked over to Tyler. He's like, hey, hey, kid, can you hold my phone and take a picture? I was like, all right. I hate both these people. Hopefully uh, that kid lost his lunch money. <laughs> probably did. That, this has already taken a very dark turn. Sure. Um, Mr. Mr. Tarver, you are known for being a teacher, being on TikTok. What is your main goal as far as your account goes? Are you an educational account? Are you just having fun? Just ripping packs with your kids? What's the deal? Well, great question, Jesse. Yes, the best questions. You know, uh, with my education account, it's helping teachers provide resources. And then, you know, I get the chance to speak and work with schools. So that's kind of my main thing there. But with sports cards, really, it's just fun uh, for me. And I enjoy when my kids want to be there. And I always ask them and sometimes like, yeah, I want to be in there. They're like, no, dad, we don't love you anymore. Stuff like that. And so I'll have them in when I can. And uh, we have fun with it. And I kind of like pitch myself. I don't ever be like, buy this, do this. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm an expert at it. Uh, I just gotta say, I'm your sports card collecting BFF. When your wife is sick and talking to you about it, comment on me and I'll talk back. So that's where I am. 
you are very active. I do appreciate that you uh, comment on everything. Um, what is your collection like? Jordan Poole, baby. Jordan Poole to the moon. Well, you know, I'll say this. Jordan Poole did not do well the last game. Kevin O'Connor said he's not a good basketball player. So you guys are mismatched my favorite podcast. You guys are number one by far now. So thank you. I so, don't care. Oh, we I, just pulled ahead. Tyler, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really care for Kevin's takes on mismatch. Vernon's my favorite podcast on the planet. I don't care for his co-host. So. Oh, yeah. That's fine. You didn't know who was Jordan, who was Pippen, but now we know. Now we know. Oh, never a question. Um, well, I, I feel bad we're alienating our fellow uh Ringer podcaster. What do you feel okay. bad about? He's never That's reached a, out to us. He might. Well, he was going to. Probably won't now. Absolutely not. Mr. Tyler Tarver, then tell us more. You, When you reached out the other day, you said you had a specific topic that you wanted to talk on. Oh, you guys had this planned? Don't worry okay. about what we do. Hey, I'm just a co-host along for the ride. <laughs> and you're doing so good at an assistant you. co-host. Uh, Tarver, what was that? I am borderline concerned though, because usually when Mike goes quiet on these interviews, at the end he like recaps how much he dislikes he roasts it. Them. And he so roasts I'm already concerned right now, just so everybody knows. Hang on, let's set the tone, Tyler, first. Before you answer That's that true. ridiculous question. <laughs> now I feel bad too. Tyler saw me on an off day. When Tyler was here in Nashville doing business, uh-huh. he actually ran full court with us. Again, I felt bad. Why? I was a little bit off that day. <laughs> he knows it. Okay. Tyler, one to ten. Men's pickup league. We're not talking about D1 people here. We're talking men's pickup league, full court run, one to 10 on the skill level you saw from me, please. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to say this. I was, your Lord. I, was, I was surprised at how much better you were than I thought you were. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, people don't, he, people think I'm a clubber because of my size. Yeah, exactly. I thought you would play like, you know, how football players, they go in and play basketball and they just kind of like foul and they're like, what? And their defense is just holding you. You like, you had moves, you did some spin moves. Like you were a valuable asset on the court. I will say that you see 100%. What, you see what just happened here? I just turned my face to the camera because now exactly. this interview has my attention. Wow, that feels really good. Tarver, while he has, while you have it, go ahead. Tell us what you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, about. what's the topic? Let's hear oh, about yeah. this. So, um, you know, I feel like the sports card market, and you guys know this better than me, it's changing because we're getting a lot more, um, we're getting out to the public more. Like you see it at games, it's being advertised. It's like that Ruben dude said, like we're going to market this thing for the first time. And so you're going to bring in new customers. And I feel like it's been kind of the same, like Mark, Mark has been the same for 20, 30 years. They do shows, eBay. It's about the only two places you do stuff, you know? But now with all these different avenues and companies pouring money, I think that you're going to see a lot of older, well-established companies it's going to be like Toys R Us. Are they going to rise or are they going to fall? And I feel like the way that people people succeed when stuff changes in their industry is by is by collaborating. And so I think you see the companies right now that are collaborating, reaching out to you guys, influencers, other companies doing partnerships. Those are the ones in five years that are going to be leading the market, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, Actually, I think yeah. that's an interesting take. Yeah, I, I was curious to get your take on the marketing aspect of the hobby because it is true. I feel like there has been almost no marketing to people outside of the hobby ever. Uh, Not to brag on us, but even like when Simmons called us, like that was his thing initially was like, dude, nobody in the mainstream media talks about this. There are podcasts and there are content creators in cards, but they're talking to people who are in cards. You don't grow by talking to your buddy who's already collecting. It's like, that was to his credit. Like that's part of the Simmons genius was, Hey, this is a, you know, the ringer has millions of listeners who are sports fans, not card fans. Let's tie the two together. So I thought that was a great step. I agree with what you're saying, though. I think Fanatics is trying to target the non-card people. Yeah, because it's a huge market. Because how many people love sports? And this is a direct tie-in. Like, there's a lot of people that aren't going to gamble. Like, that's 
another level of like commitment. Fantasy football, that's another level. Like you care more about your players when you, they're in your fantasy team. This is a whole level of that, but it keeps it from year to year. It doesn't reset at the end of the year when you lose and you have to do something dumb publicly. That is a good point too, because like the gambling comparison comes up a lot. And I'll be honest with you, not to get all high and mighty on people, like morally, I'm just against gambling. I don't do it. Like, I just think it's, it's against what I stand for. I just, I don't mess with it. I think there are a lot of guys like that though. I actually think there are a lot of people like, you know what? I'm not going to go gamble on a game, but I do like the chase aspect of a tangible item, which I think is the perfect marriage of where the sports fan, the gambling fan can kind of meet in the middle and Hey, let's mess with a piece of cardboard. Well, I also Absolutely. view it as the investment aspect of it, too, because it sure. is like a actual piece of art. You would consider that an uh, investment, and most people would think a card is a form of art. If I don't get a card of us on it soon, and particularly me, I'd like you to be there as well. <laughs> I'm going to do all I can to burn fanatics to the ground. <laughs> like, they are putting out cards of influencers now. If if we don't get a card soon, this is a childhood dream. You know dream. we work with Panini. We can just talk to them more about Panini, it. Panini, let's make it happen. Yeah. Tops, I want a card. Okay. I don't think that's too much to ask. I said tops because they have like products that actually do that. That kind of actually stuff. do that. Focus on but influencer. Hey, okay. Make a card. Make your card. We'll make a little card. A little card. For <laughs> Everybody you. want a little card. Tyler wants a card. Get him a card. Get him a card. Everybody like Oprah with cards. Here's the thing. You need to let them know that you're willing. They probably know because you're the biggest in the game. They think you probably got like an exclusive thing like Jordan with upper deck. Just let them know. Like I'm available. I'm a free agent. Uh, I'm oh. taking offers. Well, I don't hate this. I, I, I do want. I do want to switch gears. Basketball, and, and like you said, you're not like the hey, buy this, sell this, which is why I like you. There's so much of that crap content out there; it makes me want to jump in front of traffic, um, oh, oncoming traffic, yeah, not like run. No, with you it. didn't I'm not trying do to, like, a self harm comment today, so I'm glad we fit one in. Yeah, like I want to find a greyhound and just head on. <laughs> Anyways, you don't do that, but I do know oh. you're an educated fan of the game of basketball. Let me just preface this all by saying I could not have been more wrong about the Kings. I thought your Warriors were going to roll the Kings. I actually think the Kings are winning that series now. Anyways, that series aside, any series you'd like to talk about, is there anything that has like shocked you where you say, here is a player X has been playing so good, I might consider buying his card now, where two weeks ago you wouldn't have. Where I've seen success with the players coming into the playoffs, and I've only been in this few years, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's the players that like we know about if you follow that specific team, like you know they're solid or reliable. And then they carry that over the playoffs. Like last year was Jordan Poole. Like I liked him. I thought he was a good player. He had a couple of good games. And then it's like, you've got that. It's like penny stocks. There's a huge chance of it going up. There's S&P, like uh, LeBron, he's the S&P 500. He's going to be steady. Oh, he wins another championship. Cool. It's like a little dip, a little bump. And then it goes steady again. You're going to see the big jumps with Jordan Poole last year, Austin Reeves this year. Guys that you know are valuable third and fourth players they have one, you know, they're going to have one good game in the playoffs. And then when that happens, the media is talking about it. And everybody's like, oh man, I'm going to check out their cards. I just flipped an Austin Reeves. I had it for like a week and a half, sold it for double just because, you know, he had that first really good game. And I put on a 24 hour eBay auction and it almost paid for my Kareem auto. So it was great. So I, so I actually That's got an insane. offer on my Malik Monk. Oh, I yeah. bought for 200 years ago. I think it was two years ago he signed with the Lakers. I was all high on him being this third guy for them. He stunk. Anyways, From he's Arkansas, now balling out for the. <laughs> the great state of if anyone didn't know great Tyler state is of Arkansas. living in your Arkansas. roads by the way are crap what is up with the highways in Arkansas we just got the lottery a couple years ago so we weren't able to um to gotcha. take that money okay. from people who were degenerate gamblers and shove that into our roads 
we're looking up pretty soon though. We'll be matching Oklahoma very, very quickly. Okay. So back to I my love Tyler. I do. Back to my because it is it was like the bridge. Tennessee, great. Arkansas trash. Texas it, perfect. That's why before we said before we started now, I'll, I'll go ahead and admit it. I did say it's probably my least favorite state. But it's only there's because nothing worse than New Jersey. There was well, there was also a time we were in a drive-through line as we were driving from Tennessee to Texas in Arkansas. Someone took out they we accidentally we accidentally uh-huh. had a bag of trash that we left on top of the car. It had fallen off and the guy just thought we were littering came threw it at the car. It was, it just had fallen off. It was like beside the car and he came out and that was my, from that point on I'm actually okay and, I, with that. and everyone told me that was Mr. Tarver senior and I never believed him. So Is your dad in Arkansas, he wouldn't do that. Would he? Oh, my dad. Yes. My dad, he's like Batman. He's very much on justice. You litter. He's going to find you. No, my dad doesn't care. My dad has no time for that. I'm kidding. I thought he was going to say, like, my dad died or my dad left when I was a kid. We're going to get a real dark turn. Yeah, I know. Okay, we're going back to the point, though. This all perfectly segues. That crap road has now become a beautiful paved highway. De'Aaron Fox is my example of that. He is that road. He was never crap. But, like, to to your point, uh, Tyler, like, if you're a Kings guy, you've been telling me for a year and a half how this kid is a legit star. He can be the number one. Which I was like, I don't know if that's true. Sabonis regular season, like borderline top five MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. Sabonis to me is a perfect example of a guy, almost like a Carl Anthony Towns. He is not a legit playoff scorer. I I don't think he is up to the competition. I think he's good. De'Aaron Fox to me looks like a guy who's going to take over the world. Like, and I have, I was totally wrong about this. That's tough talk. Dude, De'Aaron Fox to me. And here's the other thing I think is scary. They're the three seed. Mm -hmm. So if they win, they're playing the winner of Memphis and LA. I think they could run either one of those teams. Which and I'll tell you right now, I like Everyone them. was wrong on that. Everyone thought that was going to be a shutout with Lakers and Grizzlies. Did they? Who thought that? That's what, we, that's what I talked about the other day is that most people were saying, saying that the late, well, Lakers are going to win the series, but a lot of people oh, thought it was going to be a shutout. That's fair because Ja was supposed to miss. Yes. By the way, what is up with Memphis? They're better without Ja at times. It's I, weird. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyways. We, I did. I did. I did ja. No, no. You, you digress. Is what digress. You You're absolutely correct. That like when John writes in there, it's like they're going to defer to him. But when he's out, it, it becomes more team ball. You see this when the main player comes out all the time. Like, well, I don't know. He's good. All these guys can hoop. Like Andre Iguodala said on a podcast once, he was playing in front of his kids and he made like 20 shots in a row. Like, why don't you shoot more? He goes, because Steph's better. Like they, they, all these guys will destroy any of us at any Nashville morning hoops game. They would destroy well, us all. Okay. Agree to disagree. Except, agree to disagree. Yeah. Except for you, of course, you're, you're a menace down low. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you're like Thank KG you. in the paint, but that's the thing. Like all these guys can hoop. And I think it was, uh, I heard Austin Reeves say it on a podcast. The most important thing for a player success in the NBA is situation. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. I think the playoffs, like all of them can hoop, but can you hoop in the playoffs when everybody's trying a hundred percent on defense, when you've got bodies just flying across the court, like, and you're right, De'Aaron Fox, he did, could not be stopped either day. Malik Monk, he's going to go up and down. Like, I think, I, I mean, if he's the number one option, can he be the guy that's guarding Steph Curry all over the court? Like De'Aaron is keeping up with him across 40 screens, every play, and then taking it down. Like, I think what you were saying, I think, yeah, they're going to beat the Warriors. Okay, let's move on. But in the second round, the Lakers, they are going to be so winded. The Lakers' average age is like 87 years old. Like, they're going they to destroy run them. With them. I, I actually agree. And I even think Memphis, because here's the other guy, dude. I think the Kings are a perfect example of a team who is going to blow up. So bonus pricing already has. De'Aaron Fox is starting to. Malik Monk shot up overnight because he was so forgotten. And Davion Mitchell is the other guy. Davion's been a menace on the court. Last year's rookie out of mm-hmm. a week. 
not weak rookie class. I shouldn't say that, but a class that people have kind of overlooked. I think the Kings are kind of that perfect example. And dude, the Bucks last night, same exact thing. You take away Giannis. I thought Miami was going to smoke them. They were up like 15 at one point yeah. in that game. Oh, they were up more than oh, that. More than that, probably. Yeah. Like, I just, I think that's a game-changing situation in the East. But I do, I think the Kings are becoming the hobby darling of the year. Like, I really think the Kings are going to win some games here in a series or two and get really creepy. My only thing is that when we get to the point where you see what we are comparing these players to penny stocks, where they weren't, you know, really well known as far as in the hobby, as far as having very high price. Austin Reeves. Well, I was looking at De'Aaron Fox specifically, just, just nah, because not a penny stock. Though. Well, he's, he's not a penny stock. He would be somewhere in between. And at this point though, he's already jumped quite a bit. We talked about, I think his PSA 10 is, was like 70 bucks or so on Monday. But since then it's gone up another, you know, eight to 10%. He's at 76% now. I'm sorry, $76. The fear is, I don't know where, how much more he can climb before people start saying, Oh, is this too much for this guy? To put a perspective though, same exact class as Jason Tatum. Tatum Mm -hmm. selling for, I believe Tatum sells for 200 bucks. De'Aaron Fox is doing 60 to $70 right now for his 2017 prism PSA 10. Take a guess what Tatum selling for. He's doing 76. Tatum. uh, I'm going to say 180. No, Tatum's doing like two to two twenty over the past three days. Oh, is he? Okay, he's selling for a third of Jason Tatum. But that's my my thing though is that Tatum has solidified his ability. I don't know if De'Aaron Fox has solidified that. But here's the thing, too, guys. You guys know this. It's not just being good at basketball. Look at Jokic. Like he's incredible, but his prices don't match a lot of these dudes. It's it's t- like people that are buying these are humans. We we keep forgetting it's not just like oh stats are good they'll go up. It's you got to be great. And you got to be marketable. You have to have a brand. And that's what I look at when I buy these people. I'm like, can they have a brand? Like De'Aaron Fox, his last name alone is like a billion reasons to like look at building a brand around him. Like I know Bones Highland isn't great, but that's a cool name. You could build a brand. Jordan Poole, I noticed him. And like the reason, one of the reasons I get, I didn't sell him on the preseason. Like you told me to a year and a half ago, Mike, whenever uh, I looked into going into his stuff, he's got his own personal photographer, Jay squared. He would like, filmed and did like dope looking photos every single game and then posted them and he would post it sometimes and then Steph started using them. Like, I'm like, this dude has like a brand mindset to have a long-term career. Not obviously basketball and being good at basketball matters, but if you can, you know, be good and brand yourself, that's when people start buying more and more of your cards. And I think you're right. De'Aaron Fox, if he can take how great he is at basketball and build a personality and a brand out of like, like Steph has or LeBron has, you're going to have people that really love you beyond just you know, shooting hoops. The other factor there too is uh, being able to be imitated. Like nobody can go on the floor and imitate. Like young kids are, that's why Jokic to me is a little bit of the exception because they're trying to imitate his passing and his swagger. But like Embiid, how do I imitate being the biggest guy on the court who's just physically dominating? Steph Curry though. I can do that. Everybody was out there chucking, like chucking shots from the logo. You are dominating. That's, yeah. that's not fair. But like, I do think De'Aaron Fox has that as well. He's a guard who you can imitate. Like kids are out there now. I want to be De'Aaron Fox. I think that's a massive thing. Jordan Poole, um, when he's listening to this, if he were to go and start selling like refrigerators or um, like stoves or something, pools? he would be like, hey, you want to be the Jordan of your kitchen appliances? Come and buy this at Sears. And it would be Is Jordan Sears still Poole. Around? It would be Whirlpool. World, he'd be specifically working for Whirlpool, but you have to go to a Sears to buy a Whirlpool. So you're saying, like, give so, up on the NBA dream so give up on and that. go be an appliance salesman. And, but how much is Whirlpool probably paying, paying like, a hundred grand a year? You know he makes. That's a lot. Okay. 
You think he's going to make it more on the NBA? I, I tell you, that statement alone shows me how you, overpaid you are. No, I'm just kidding. Well, do you think I'm you, not kidding, but that's you, a different discussion. hundred grand a year is a lot, bro. Oh, my um, God. Okay, one last question. Uh, that's an I have actual a series. Well, I know. I'll let you do your last one last. Okay, go. So my question is, because you were very big into schools, you're a teacher or a principal. What, are you, what is your day job? He was a principal, right? Man, who knows anymore? I, I was a principal. Or I'm sorry, I was a teacher, and then I was a principal, and then I was a central office. I was like an assistant superintendent. I just didn't have that title because, you know, that would have had a pay raise and they didn't want to do that. And so I was like an assistant soup. So I've been pretty much every role. Now I'm just administrator and, and work with schools. Okay. So you're in the school system. Do kids collect cards? So are, do you see it? Oh, yeah, what percentage, what percentage of kids in schools? Yeah. Do you see that happening much besides Pokemon? Well, uh, no, I want to know Pokemon too. So gaming and not gaming and sports percentage of kids. Uh, Pokemon. I see, especially up until like 10 years old, see a ton of that. Um, and then I used to be, I was a sponsor when I was a teacher of the anime club. And so that group is still strong with Pokemon. I will ner- say nerd alert. <laughs> That's awesome. I love nerd that. Alert. No, okay. I'm kidding. Nerd That's true. I was also a student <laughs> council sponsor. So yeah, best of both worlds. One arm smells better a, than the other. I'll say that. But you got a, you got a girlfriend though at one point and got a wife. That's nice. Shut up. I'm just saying this is Let good. That's a good answer okay, the good. rest Sorry. of this. I locked her in early. Okay. Look, it's all about, it's all about getting Same them here. in college and they can't make better decisions. <laughs> they- God, what, why have you let him infect you, Tarver? Okay, don't what, let that what happen. What percentage of students are you seeing collect sports cards? I'd say it's just like when we were kids. Everybody did it. Like that whole group, if you played sports, you collect sports cards. You know what I mean? Every mediocre white kid in America collects sports cards, okay? And so it's it's a huge market there. And I'll say this too, because, you know, like going to shows, you do get interactive. People come up and they say, hey, I watch your videos. And I always try to make a point to say like, hey, where do you see them? And, I, you know, I think TikTok's where the young kids are. Their parents are letting them on TikTok. So they're watching YouTube shorts for everything. Like older people, they all like, they check out on Instagram, stuff like that. But young kids aren't allowed on those platforms, but their parents will let them go to YouTube. And so like, if you're 13 or younger and you come up to a show, almost always they say they watch YouTube shorts and that's where they watch it. And I think that YouTube pushing shorts so hard right now to compete with TikTok, you're going to see more and more of those videos. If you keep making them, you're going to see those go out. I noticed you guys are making more. I'm very proud of you guys. Very, very oh, proud. Wow. That's because we're not doing it. We're just, we're just paying somebody. We need people. Honestly, dude, that is our biggest struggle. I am impressed with your video stuff because I do feel like we have such a massive brand in podcasting, but we are so behind the eight ball with video stuff. Not even as an insult. We just haven't put the time no. and, and yeah. money and effort into it. So, well, we need someone to actually, we need someone in person to actually follow us around with a camera or something to do stuff. Cause it's not even editing it. It's just like actually putting, taking the time to put a camera in front of our faces. Right. That's yeah. the problem. That's fair. That's the thing. Um, can I give you a tip? Can I can I tip some advice or is please? that not the place nope. for it? That's the end of the no, show. No, this is absolutely That's the, end of the, the show. show. You ended it. Okay. So what you need, in my opinion, what you need to do, this is what you should do. Uh for $5.99 a day. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what you need to do is think of what is the quickest and easiest videos I can make frequently. Okay. So for you, like like Mike, you have your collection. You sit there and you pull out a card and you say, you literally use your phone, okay, and say, hey. Yo, this is the card I picked up. I got it for $200 two years ago. I thought he'd go up. It dropped by half. Okay. My plan is I'm going to hold it because his career's not over. You know, just literally 30 seconds. Give your talk on one card. Like one of y'all's most popular TikToks was you showing your big loss. I think it was like Kobe or KD or something like that. People want to know personal stories. And you guys both have the personality to where you could just be like, hey, what's up? Here's what I got. You know, this is the card I have. Here's why I picked it up. And then put that video out. I don't, don't overthink it is what I'm trying to say. 
We do this once a week, twice a once once a show. After I'll bring in a card. We do one per episode. As soon as we're done with the podcast, you record it for thirty seconds. You, so what you're hearing is that he cannot do this on his own. I have no, no. To you're intricate it. in this. What I can, I can, I can dolly do it. But I think what he's saying is like, if you're just at home, you can just hit record, and then if you just post it up, I'll edit it. You, but, you don't. You know, it's fine. Do it we'll on your phone. No, 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 no edit. Just on your phone. Well, when I say edit, it. and then post it. All right. You know what? Let's just do it in the office. On Monday. That's fine. Let's do it Monday. I'll bring in my Malik Monk card. I'm going to do one today. I'm going to the Adventure, I'm not Adventure Science Museum, and I'm going to do one there. Tyler, thank you for joining us. I'd like to know what the people around you think. He's like very demonstrative in his gestures. He's in a parking lot. Oh, people are like, what's this guy do? And they heard that college girl line. They're like, what's going on with this? This predator. <laughs> yeah, no, they've called the police. You know, I'm just way. trying to create a scene out here. If I don't get the cops calling me, I'm not doing my job. So that's what I always say. You're not wrong. Thank you for representing yeah, you Arkansas would, in a hop way. Hop off so I could bash you now. We appreciate great. the time, sir. You got it. I appreciate being criticized, and I'm looking forward to listening. See you guys. All right. So that was Tyler Tarver. Yeah, we've met him in person. He's, He's big on such shows. An idiot. I like that. See, I like the interview. He brings energy. I love Tarver. Good internet connection. Tarver is a. If He's you a have not checked guy. out his social media, do it. It is very, very entertaining. I'll say that. And he is a regular guy in the hub. That's why I actually like his takes. He's ripping cards with his kids. He's a buyer on Card Shop Live. Comes in all the time. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Talk to me about this Larkana bull crap. <laughs> you have to say something nice about it before I do. I'll tell you one thing about it. I oh. have heard of it. It's a Disney game. And people are making a big deal out of Jeff Wilson because I saw his video where he says it's literally going to be more popular than any. First of all, he said then Pokemon, which I would bet any material possession in my life that is never the case i don't think there's any world where this takes over pokemon he also said this would be more popular than any card period including sports cards i think that is a is he just doing it for click like be i like jeff you know that i'm trying i'm not trying to bash the guy no no no. is this a clickbait thing i don't think it's 100 like, a clickbait thing there is um there's a world out there where it would be easy to believe that disney could overtake Pokemon and that world is where we live, the United States. You outside think this is going to happen outside of the United States? I think worldwide, Pokemon will still continue to dominate as the number one TCG non-sport card collecting game. I do think that inside the United States, there is a chance that it could grow in popularity. But seriously, I mean, here's the: th- <sighs> there has been so much time decades of time devoted to building up the Pokemon game to where it is today. It's not just card collecting because there's value. It's collecting because it's a fun experience for kids. Like Tyler was just talking about in class, in at lunch, you saw kids playing Pokemon, even as we were kids. And that was what, 20 something years ago. And they're still doing it to have a brand new game enter. And that be the new Pokemon man. I don't know, but I also, let me, let me ask you this too. Like, I know Disney is a massive, powerful brand. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they took on Avengers, like the Marvel Universe, right? Is that well, all they Disney? Own, well, yeah. I mean, they bought out the Marvel Cinematic sure. Universe, yeah. Like, and they've put their weight behind it, because that was the term used. If, if Disney Star Wars, If yeah. Disney uses their full weight behind it, then... But is Disney going to put their full weight behind this game? So That's the other thing I don't... I just don't think is ever going to happen. It, it would depend on how in, initially successful it would be, I would assume. They're not going to just immediately put behind you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and then have it flop, right? Like they're going to, they're going to test the waters and see where it goes and then continue to add money as it becomes successful. That's just what any business would do at this point though. I can't imagine that they're not going to 
promote it based on what the sales have been doing. So you can go online and check some of the sales of like the promotional cards that they did at the Disney Expo last year. They're still selling in the thousands of dollars, even for ungraded cards. For graded cards, it's even more astronomical. The fact is that in August, I believe, hang on, I've got the dates here. So August the 18th in the United States is when the game comes out. Uh, September 1st, it looks like it comes out in Germany, France, United Kingdom, Canada. Um, and then I'm sure it'll start rolling out other places as well. There will be a huge demand for these cards just because of what we've seen those promo cards sell for and what the hype is right now. We talked about, you know, with the curator and pump and dump and all that stuff. This is, this is a pump. This is, more and, this is a pump. I don't know if it's a pump and dump, but it's what everyone they what they want to do is pump it up so that they can make money on it. That's what they want it who want is, to happen. Who is they? Who Anybody in the social media world, unless they care specifically about it. But that's what everybody does. That's the same what with, with Bowman. You pumped it up because sure. you love the product. And I'm going to sell the product. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what the okay. card community does. If you make money on cards, it's what you do. That's why I have a problem with the talk of pump and dump because it's like, well, what does dump actually mean? Is pump and dump a bad thing? Because we're well, all doing it. Let me answer that. So that's the difference. I'm still going to trade and buy and sell Bowman cards and cases six months, a year from now, depending on what the players do. And there's a difference because you're not shill bidding anything. You're not faking and anything. And I'm also not just dumping up my entire position as soon as I pump it up at peak prices and I'm done mm-hmm. with the product. That is that is the difference. That's what the Marvel guys did. Yep. They pumped up this unbelievable thing. Well, and there was, it was basically none of them around anymore. Right. That's the difference. That is, that is a pump and dump. And so that's where <laughs> I think that sometimes that phrase gets mixed into what this is, which to me does seem like a, a pump and dump, but not in a completely negative way. It's being pumped because people love Disney. They love the characters they grew up with. Like Robin Hood, like the cartoon movie was awesome. They're going to have cards of that. I think that's really, I don't know. It's something that I can collect. It's something that my daughter will collect. It's something that kids are going to love. It's something adults are going to love. It has overall fanfare in many different spots, whether or not you play the game, you can still collect the cards. You can get them graded. You can buy and sell. You can make money. You can do whatever you want with them. And therefore, it's going to be big. How big? Is it bigger than Pokemon? Do Does my mom know who the Robin Hood character is versus Pikachu? You know, well, she knows Pikachu, I would guess. But Jigglypuff? You know, she probably doesn't know <laughs> Jigglypuff. Why'd you go Jigglypuff? Doesn't matter. Nickname? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. But that so they're in the US. I think there's a huge appeal. But outside the US, does you know the mom in Tokyo know the Robin Hood character over Jigglypuff? Maybe not. Maybe it's a much different scenario. So overall, it comes out in what three months, four months. Oh, it's that far away. I just said August 18th. August 18th is when it comes out in I'm the sorry, US. I have been trying to listen to so. I know. I've it's had hard. to tune it. I've been, I, I've I, tune you, I tune you out too. It's a, we're both guilty of it. There is a situation that we're all going to find ourselves in where it's how much do you want it and are you wanting it for the right reasons? What are the right reasons? I don't know. I think if you want to make money on something and that's your side hustle, is I don't think that's necessarily wrong. But you have to know that if you're buying into this, you are buying at a price that is being pumped so that other people can make money on it. So let me just tell you a perfect real world example of this then. If on release day, Jeff Wilson is selling these things like crazy after pumping up for three months, I'll have an issue with that. Why? Why? 
Why, I, you're selling Bowman on release day. Okay, so let me say this then. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Here's the difference. Again, in six months, I'm okay. still going to be selling, buying, trading, breaking Bowman. And his dream would be that this continues to be big so he can probably do the same. Maybe, though. Because, see, what we've seen in the past, and I'm not even talking about Jeff. I'm talking about other people in the space, uh-huh. is they pump it up. And then once they have sold out, they are They're done. out all together. That is the difference. Well, a lot of times they get out because then that's where the dump comes. The price also dumps but the and pri- no one cares anymore. Right, But I think no one cares because people stop talking about it. They don't have an interest. They're not going to make I money agree. themselves. That's also so true. So that's the issue I would have if that becomes the case here. Well, I mean, also, like, he made one video. I don't know if that's necessarily no, 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 I, that's a pump I mean. and dump I'm for not, him I'm specifically. Not comparing but him. I think his take is wrong. I don't think it's actually a pump and dump. I think it's a ridiculously well, overstated you take. You will notice in his video, he does specifically say, in the United States. So that's where I, I, I do. I didn't get that far. I'll be honest with you. The <laughs> you reading, the all you reading did is you the, heard about the video. No, no, I watched some of it. <laughs> reading from a script, I can't do. Oh, my goodness. We, just some genuine, I, I actually would like to hear Jeff sound off. Because in person, I think he's actually a pretty interesting person to talk to. Uh-huh. When he's talking to the camera and just reading a script, I'm like, dude, what are we doing? I can't. That's what I, I can't know. do. I know. But that's hey, fine. Teach their own. But to to the Lorcana talk, I'm in. I'll buy some packs. I, I will buy some booster boxes if I can get my hands on them. I would love to get into it because it also means something to me. Whereas Pokemon means something to me, but only like the first 150, 200 characters after that, I don't really know. Like, that's why this new set of Pokemon, I feel like isn't doing as well. It's because it, they added so many new Pokemon. They're ones that many don't know, especially our age, don't know any of them. And they didn't bring back some of the classics. I mean, there's some of the classic characters, but not like Charizard, none of the like really big ones in it. So with this product, I think it's set to do really well, especially with the fact that Pokemon isn't. So, okay. Well, there you go. There's your Lorcana take from sports boy at the moment. I'll continue to update it. And an engaged um, Mike. I did. You were, yes, you were. And I did just get some Pokemon cards. I got those three boxes of the Weiss and Shores uh, right, Pokemon now Disney now hundred. Now you're pushing it. <laughs> I got the other <laughs> stuff coming in. That stuff's still doing well. Um, we'll see how it continues to go. Oh my goodness. Carlos is making an appearance. Producer Carlos, everyone. What's I, I, up, bud? I just wanted to add something on the Lorcana front, if that's okay. Please. And Whoa. thank you. Uh, so my, my thing is as a TCG player myself, like I play TCGs, I think a lot of it also will come down to, is the game actually good? Is it enjoyable to play? Like that is a factor in this that needs Solid to be point. taken into consideration. Like, yeah. Like, does anyone actually care? Pokemon is unique in the fact that, like, yes, there are people who play the game. Like, that is a thing that happens. People play the game competitively. It's a thing. But at the same time, there's also a group of people who just collect the cards because they watched the show growing up or because um, they played the video games growing up. Like, it's just there's two kind of sides to it. Um, But with a lot of TCGs, it's just that, you know, I mean, people play the game like my card, like I play Yu-Gi-Oh. My cards are worth money because of how good they are. Well, I think that's hmm. a big selling point too, is that this is a multi-purpose thing like the Panini Monopoly, which is, I also wanted to talk about today. So uh, essentially if you have multiple purposes for something, it's more customer base. The Panini Monopoly, I am curious what that ends up doing because it's a very similar situation where guys in the sports world, and we're now, now we're not talking about, you know, Disney cards or Pokemon anymore. We're going back to the original Hey, I love sports cards. These are sports cards. Now it's just a different parallel is essentially what it is. And now it's becoming very big and it's like, oh, well, I also like Monopoly and I like sports. So 
why not do this? I've never collected cards before, but maybe I'll get into it through this avenue. I mean, okay. there's obviously a big audience, it. so. Yeah, I also didn't get the outrage with the Monopoly thing. Like, oh, just trying to, another way to try to make money. Yeah, that's usually what companies try to do. So, yeah. I didn't have really any issue. We got the the box set. I mean, we need to open it. I would love to open it. Are uh, there packs? Well, I guess I, I don't know. Yeah, there's some packs in there. The it's, Okay. It is interesting. Ever did you see that outrage about um, Trey uh, with the the picture where it looks I, like he is? I hate Eric every time I see him post now. Oh, Eric made back. a big deal on Twitter about this, and it was from did he a apologize. I didn't see it, and it was from a scrimmage game. Well, let's, all of yeah, the Hawks let's, guys. Let's preface what it was. So it was the, a in, photo. The Im- in the imagery of Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter and somebody else. The Hawks are being defended by the Hawks. It was like, oh, look at this terrible photography, whatever. Yeah, bad Photoshop. No, it's from a scrimmage game. I mean, now, is, should that be the photo they use for a card? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't care. But again, <laughs> I have not. issues when it's like, oh, we're quick to point stuff out. And why don't we be as quick then to be like, oh, by the way, this wasn't a screw up. They just used a game from an in-team scrimmage. It does raise questions of the crap uh, out of me of, well, it it gives credence to the point. Like, why is there so much negativity in the hobby? Because yeah. Okay. You got to report on something like that. But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, can't you retract or say, sorry, you know, my bad, whatever. You know who did that by the way was, uh, Lamine James James did. He came right out and was like, see, I'm good with that. My bad. Um, actually before we jump to mailbag, there was one last, uh, Panini, since we're talking about Panini, they, we hinted at this the other week. I think when we were at the Mint, we said we couldn't talk about it, but there was a good a golden ticket challenge. This is, again, where they're selling the NFTs, um, but they're giving away physical prizes. This Panini uh, challenge is actually pretty exciting. It's the best one I've heard so far. Essentially, for the 23, they're doing 23 base Prism NFT rookies. So you just have to have the base version of these cards. If you get all 23 of them, the winner and a guest is going to go to the NBA draft and they're going to be up on stage picking the draft pick in the third. They said third or fourth round. I guess I'm not sure. So, but it starts as of yesterday. uh, So the 19th and it goes through Saturday at midnight. So Saturday, the 22nd at midnight. If you, I mean, you can go out there and get the base cards for just to be clear, NFL draft, not NBA. Oh, that, I'm sorry. Yep. I said NBA. No I'm problem. sorry. Yep. NFL draft. Exactly. NFL draft. You can go out there, uh, get the base prism set. Oh, it's NFL rookies, right? Correct. Yes. The, the 23 NFL base rookies. Exactly. Yeah. NFL draft. <clears throat> NFL prism. It's happening right Those now. Those are the 23 base. Yep. Correct. Okay. Exactly. It's it's posted up on the page. If you guys want to get in on it, you can. Again, you can pull packs, but you can also just go out to the marketplace and buy, buy the, the cards for really cheap and then be entered to win. So uh, the other thing of Panini, we, we've seen a lot of talk about Panini has oh, a lawsuit, lawsuit against fanatics in Texas. It seems like the judge has ruled on this, though. And the ruling was fanatics can continue to, to hire their people. Yeah. But the claim was, and I don't know the legal terms for it, but it was a targeted um, yeah, malicious uh, hiring of Pan- which, by the way, we've been infe- affected by this. A lot of our contacts that we deal with at Panini are now not there anymore. So I, 34, as of the other day, it was 34. It may be more than that now. 34. Some of the articles said high ranking. I don't know if that's entirely true, although I know some of these guys are pretty high some up. Some of them are C-level. Yeah. What? C- C-suite, like uh, oh, yeah. I think yeah. like ABC. I was like, oh, some yeah. high ranking. Um <laughs> 34 individuals from Panini in Dallas had been hired away to go work at Fanatics in Dallas. Yeah. I'm going to say now, this is the first time I actually think 
by the end of this year, I actually think we may see Panini be purchased by Fanatics. Can I say that I think this is a crap move by Fanatics? I I think this is a low move. I think that if you go in, because here's what you just did. You left a company, whether you, you know, I think there's enough people out there who like Panini for what they do for the hobby. They are not allowed to give any notice because you're going over to a competitor. So basically you just left that company high and dry. And this is not because we work with Panini by any means. This is just more of a simple fact of it seems like a hostile takeover when you didn't get the deal you wanted in the first place. That is what I'm not cool with. I feel bad because I actually can see both. As some part I of can me, see both. Because part of me is like, yeah. The other part of me is like, well, this is the world we live in. Like, if we could go over and hostily take over another podcast to make our podcast brand much more valuable. But hostily? Like, that's that's my problem. Is where so is it hostile if you just go over, and I don't know the terms here, but if I go over yeah. to another podcast and just say, hey, we want to hire your host and pay him more money. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, and we want to hire enough of you guys where your brand is going to suffer in a major way. I, I don't know, like the capitalist. Ruin that altogether. I mean, the capitalist to me is kind of like, you do what you can do. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. But it's, I see both sides for sure. It, it makes me think like, oh, overall, it's affecting a lot more people than just those 30 that went over there. Sure. It's affecting like, oh, well, now hundreds of people could lose their job because they're forced to shut down or whatever the case may be. Not that I they do are. wonder the effects. It sounds like they're fine. It sounds like there are many people stepping up to fill roles, but... I wish somebody at Panini, like one of our contacts, would like ask one of the higher-ups to come on and tell us how this affects the day-to-day. I, that, I mean, there's there can't be any good blood between Panini no, no, no. and Fanatics I'm not at talking about point. between. I just mean, like, how is Panini Panini's day-to-day activity been affected from last week to this week? Yeah. What are the projections? What do you guys have to change going forward because of adjustments in the team? Like Call, if anybody I mean, at Panini is actually listening, I, I would love to have you guys have somebody come on. And I know Panini in the past has been like, well, we don't address certain things, which I, I always think is the wrong take. I always think you should address everything publicly. Uh, we would offer the anytime next Monday, next Thursday, come on. Like, how does this affect it? What's the plan going forward? I would love to hear from somebody. I, I have a feeling it'll just be met with silence, but maybe I would like more, nothing more than to actually hear their perspective and how this affects their business. That's our take. I have one last little pitch. Please. Again, just super selfish. Um, as you know, I run those black box, the repack. You get like a card. Hey, it'll be. And if it's a cheap card, like if you pay $100 for the buy it and you get one of the crappy cards for 30 bucks, there'll be hobby packs in there to give you a chance to, to increase your value of what you hit. I try to be very transparent going forward. Like, you know, that some packs are going to be worth way more. Mm-hmm. Some, some will be worth much less. So the other night we ran one. It was a, oh, what was it? Was it 250 A box. It might've been 250 a box. Okay. I think that's right. One of the worst hits in the box was a Jerry Rice dual patch auto from a dual patch from exquisite old school. It's about 120 to 140 dollar card, so kind of a big loser. But it came with a pack of a Panini Contenders basketball hobby pack. Uh, this was actually for my buddy Frankie. Mm-hmm. So we opened. So again, he hits the card. Yeah, you just lost half your money. That stinks. We opened the pack. Hit a Jaden Ivy cracked ice auto, which does about a thousand dollars. It was pretty cool. Huh, we are running another round of those tonight. There's only a couple spots left. It's $435 a spot. There's some, it's only eight boxes total though. And yeah, I think you should buy so it. So at this point for sale in the store right now, sports cards, nonsense store on card shop live. We'll break it live late tonight. Okay. But I just wanted to brag. And I thought it was super cool. I always get excited when like the little guy hits the crap hit. And you know what that would have been a great 30 second video on social media. Boom. Roasted. Next Make time. it happen. It's on video. Next time. Um, all right. Mailbag. Quickly. All I right. Don't have to be that quick. I don't care. 
stay all day. I'm engaged. Min Vong wants to know, what are your thoughts on, oh, Prism Monopoly. Actually, I forgot we already uh, brought this up a little bit. I don't have any thought yet. I don't mind it, though. This whole thought that it's ruining the hobby or that it's a money grab. Who I don't said that. I haven't even heard there's that. There's been a lot of guys like this is like another ploy. I'm oh, like, there's negativity about a card collection. Shocking. What? Somebody pulled the one on one Chet Holmgren and got a $15,000 offer. So I thought that was pretty wild. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, let the people, if they like it, great. If they don't. But again, I'm not I into agree. like lying and fake bidding stuff up. But if things go up because people like it, just let it happen. And we do have a box set. We need to open that. Maybe that can be a little video we do. Okay. Can we do it this weekend? Like um, open the set, I guess. Probably, I don't know. I guess. All right. Uh, let's do next. next. Cole Benz wanted to know a little non-sport card talk for you people. Uh, what's your true feelings on the reverse episode uh, and the Seinfeld finale? Is the reverse episode the marriage one in India where they yes. go backwards? Yep. I don't mind that episode. I actually like the season finale as well, by the way. Really? There's no good way to end that show. There isn't. It ended how it started. They're hanging out in a room together. I was fine with it. And I liked the recap. I didn't mind it. When I realized that's what it was, because I went back and, you know, watched the whole series back to back. And I saw like, oh, the very last scene in the jail cell. It's like the very first episode. I kind of like that connection. But I don't know. I would have liked more of the famous four as opposed to all the characters that they brought in from the show. And I get it. They're showing respect and appreciating what they did for the show. But I don't know. That was just my take. I liked the reverse episode, by the way, because jo- I'm like George in a lot of ways. When I find a pair of shoes I like, I'm not taking them off. And I don't like going <laughs> to the bathroom in places and I'm not comfortable. That's fair. I don't like that we're talking about a show 20 years plus after it ended because I don't know how much of an audience. When was that finale? It was in the 90s, I believe. So we Carlos, are- can you look that up for us, please? <laughs> Car- what year Carlos, was the go. Seinfeld season finale? All right, next question. He'll put it in the chat. He'll put it in there. Dan Signorelli. Do you think Louis oh, Arias? Can, Luis Arias. Thank you. That's what I said. Uh, can make a run at batting 400. And would that have an, I'm sorry, an impact on his value? I mean, a little bit. He did this last year. He was off to a crazy start with his batting average. Here's the issue. He's on a fairly small market team and he's a singles hitter. So would it have some impact? Sure. Is it going to be this major thing? Like if he bats, if he comes up short of that, then no. Because, again, I just think it's so predicated on having to have power. 1998, by the way, 25 years. 25 years ago. And you know what? And that's we're still how talking that's about how it. That's how I know it was a successful finale. That's fair. Boom, that's roasted. a solid point. Next Brian one. Shome, thank you for that question. Uh, we've talked a little bit that about Lorcana. That was Dan's Lorcana. question. Why are you thinking Brian? Brian? No, I'm going to Brian, who asked about Lorcana. <laughs> I'm just letting him know we've already talked about it. Okay. Jeff Howe. Uh, Mike, are you still working on your Hall he of Fame He was asking about the project? 2000 SP set, the yes. auto set. I am still working on it. Yep. Um, it's it's going good. I'm missing 10 or 12 names. A couple of big ones, Montana, Marino, and some absolute nobodies. It's funny. Uh, Jesse, what athletes do you like collecting for my PC? Other, other than, than Shaq. Other than Shaq. Sure. Um, I'm a big, just weird, like Tony. I love Tony Hawk. I love, well, Otani. That's not weird. Did you see like how that ball was breaking? Like how he was throwing it the other day? He's a that, weirdo. Why? How is his value not higher? I mean, it is high, but I'm just surprised it's not even higher. Anyways, uh, Otani, and then uh, pretty much anybody from my childhood, like Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, um, Jordan Pippen. I love, give me a Luke Longley oh, or hey, Tony Kukoc. I love those as well. There's a Scotty Pippen rookie in the eight box repack tonight. Why don't you grab a spot? It's probably the cheapest one. It is, and it comes with four packs of Prism <laughs> WWE, so oh, you could hit big with it. honey. Uh, Get in there. 
Honey. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Brett Hallamore. <laughs> if you ever say the honey. Like honey. <laughs> There's our new open. Thoughts on investing now on active fringe future f- Hall of Famers. He names a few guys here. He's like, and the list is too many to add. So his Von Miller, Yadier Molina, Machado, I think are actually all going to be Hall of Famers. My thought is it's probably a very safe play. I don't know that there's ever going to be any huge upside, but I also don't think there's any like big loss to him at any point. So I don't think it's a bad idea. There's probably a, you know, a value bump over time. But I would also say like, you know, look at Hall of Famers from the 50s and 60s, not named Aaron, Mays, Mantle, Ted Williams. How great's the market? And some of those guys were really, really good. Mm-hmm. So I think it's safe. I don't think I'd ever be in a rush. Like if you can get them for a good value, cool. But yeah, I just don't think there's ever going to be like this time where we're looking for the 18th best Hall of Famer from this one year. Uh, Rick Tiffenbach wants me to mention that the Toronto Tiffenbach. He corrected me once. Tiffy wants me to say <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs lost 73. And then he wants me to laugh. I would say and laugh and laugh. He said, Read it correctly, I please. would say as someone who watches hockey, who's who's really the loser in this situation, the Bruins, I feel bad. Big for loss Rick. to the Panthers last night. They need to get their crap together. You can't have the greatest historical season of all time. And then puke all over yourself to the Panthers. Rick, thank you for your comment. Florida Panthers. I'm is that sorry. Right? I'm not a, are you asking me? Oh, <laughs> Dude, come on. Um, but your response is hockey, the one on ice, sir, by the way, I yeah, love how the- Carlos has gotten involved. Not only did he have the comments on Rokana, but he also posted in the mailbag today, uh, basically just pointing out the, there's a, you, Oh God, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Grail, Yu-Gi-Oh card. grail card. This is the card that they made. There's, there's an interesting video. Carlos sent me a few weeks ago. Um, that shows the kid. Apparently, he got this card custom made for him when he was he had a really rare cancer, I believe. It looked like he was dying, so they had to make a wish. And he went to the guy who basically created Yu-Gi-Oh! and had them make this custom card. And it is up on eBay with like 140-something bids for $135,000 right now. This was in 2005 they made it? Yeah, they actually made it custom. This is, is like the kid still it around. Is, the card is like supposed to be a version of the kid. That's why it's called Tyler the Great Warrior. What happened the to the, what happened to Tyler? He, he's he, alive. He has a very high pitched voice and he's alive. Um you can watch the video. One of the great cons of all time. No. Well done, Make Tyler. a wish does not mean anything other than they're sick and they just need a little bonus in their life. And that's I like very Don nice. Getter. We already talked about this, but just Don Getter's the way he started it. Question for the Jimmy Dean man. He asked about the Jeff Wilson situation, which we talked oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just appreciated him phrasing it that way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Next question. John Boren, which would you prefer on card auto from a lesser brand in the early 2000s with the card, obviously less than gym condition or a newer NT slash immaculate card of the same player a sticker. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the sticker. Yeah, I, I stickers can be done. Okay. I like on card autos, but if it's a, if the card's a little bit beat up and it's a lesser brand, Give me an NTRPA with a patch. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably look up on card ladder or eBay and see what the pricing was. Noah, I apologize about the Kings. I already said it and I stand by it. I was totally wrong. And now I hope they win the whole, I hope they win the world series and the NBA finals all at once. Uh, Tyler Bolton. I really enjoyed the Bowman Chrome university and looking forward to the Bowman best university. This is interesting. How do you feel the hobby has overall responded to the new licensed university product. Talk about something else I was wrong about. Putting on logo, getting licenses for these college products. Bowman U was awesome. Bowman's best university, again, 
unbelievably hyped college class. Anyways, mm-hmm. I am actively trying to buy some case of this because I think it'll be very, very good. And like, do you a, think it's good because of it's a, a very good class? It's a very good class, but also the product now has logos. That's a huge difference. A, okay. Yeah, I think this is actually a pretty awesome thing. So Max, former intern indie. Another person that Fanatics has poached <laughs> from the card world. Thank this you for is that. actually where my true feelings come from. Um, if you were to invest in three Hall of Fame players from any sport, who would they be and why? Okay, my principle here has always been very simple. It's a very boring take. Living Hall of Fame legends with rookies in the 50s. So give me uh, Jim Brown, Willie Mays. Man, it was Bill Russell. I actually think it might still be Bill Russell, although he's passed. His mark. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll switch it up. Okay. In this order, though, Jim Brown to me still number one. Okay. Willie Mays, number two. And Kareem, not Ooh. a 50s rookie, the 69 tall boy. Maybe even 70. I don't know. I, Kareem, to me, is a top two, top three basketball player of all time. His his market is such underpriced because, A, people hate those tall boy cards, and, mm-hmm. B, he's been a jerk notoriously off the court. I think when he passes, though, that could be a real— Even Willie Mays, like, hey, Mantle outsells him so much higher. It's ridiculous. When Mays finally passes, like, hey, is this guy— He was a generational. I think there's a bump there. Jim Brown, same thing. Just a fun, I mean, some would still say the greatest football player of all time. 1958 rookie, so right in the heart of the vintage era. Uh, an iconic set. The 58 set with the circular design was awesome. Mm-hmm. And just for everything he did, he's a, he was a civil rights icon. Like, there's a huge story with Jim Brown, much like Bill Russell. I think larger, maybe even larger off the field than on. And then Kareem. So I think those would be my three if you're asking me today. Uh, I would have to go uh, Serena Williams. I'm really stuck between Macho Man Randy Savage or Andre the Giant. But, I mean, I guess I should just say Hulk and get it over with. Now, Andre the Giant. That's okay. what I'm going with. Tony Hawk. Interesting. There you go. He said three Hall of Fame players from any sport. Are they all in the Hall of Fame? Why wouldn't they be? They're the Is top. there a skateboarding Hall of Fame? If there's not, there 1,000% should be, and there would be no question all of those men would be in it. Is is Don't. I was going to ask, is Hulk in the Hall? Because I thought he was still wrestling. Hulk is barely walking. But he, doesn't he still do like appearances? Do you have to pass away? to, Or do you no, have but to other stop sports, wrestling, you have, I mean? Well, to, you have to be retired in other sports. Oh, I so that's why I thought. But yes. Look at so defensive. Serena Williams, your first one. Is yeah. that right? Well, I mean. Interesting. Is there, name another. No, I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, I want the best of the best. And I want it from something that people don't already have a huge, like, there's already a fan base behind every care, uh, player you mentioned. There's not as big of a fan base behind mine. And I like that. I like to be singled out. I'm in. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, I think it's a good, great picks by you. Let's go ahead and end the show then. It's fine with me. Oh, hey, shout out to my wife. She had knee surgery yesterday. I love you, baby. Shout out to Charlie Cox. Worked on my elbow and Sam's knee. He's a funny guy, dude. He's great. He was talking, well, I was talking to him before the surgery and I was just like, hey, can I have the tumor? Like when you pull it out, Illegal. can I keep it? Illegal. One, he said he wouldn't, but two, he also made indications that he wanted to keep it, plant it in his backyard and grow it. But then he made a solid point that you'd need a flow of blood to keep it really thriving. And I said, we have a lot of wild dogs in my neighborhood. I could get you some blood. And he laughed and then he winked at me. So, or I winked wild at him. dogs in your neighborhood? That's your show. Yeah, what are you talking? Yeah, a lot of that in Hendersonville. That, that, Charlie Cox, great doctor, maybe a sociopath. Awesome. No, stop saying that. What if he sues us? He's a doctor. He's got so much money. He'll never do work on our bodies again. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Strong in the nonsense today. There you go. We'll be back on Monday. I think Vernon is joining us on Monday. That'll be a big show. He is really the godfather of the show. 
And then we'll talk other stuff. And a big Bowman individual player slash pricing breakdown. I don't care for that. (laughs) Individual player slash pricing breakdown of brand new Bowman right before its release. Monday will be a good show. Hit the button. Goodbye.